Sit back, relax. Grab your motherfucking tea. And come take a sip with the minorities. Hosted by... Your melanated queen, Darielle. Your favorite it boy, Logan. And your token gay, Chris. Right. Cheers to recording. Cheers to the pod. All right. To everybody who just heard that, that was our first shot of the episode. Yo. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) And this is not a normal thing that we do, but today is kind of a special ordeal that we're doing. And we'll explain it here in a second. Welcome back, ladies, gays, theys, and the people that aren't them. Thank you for clicking on this episode of the podcast. Before we jump into anything, um, I do have an announcement. Um, shout out to Carla, our old boss at the hotel. Her husband and our maintenance man at the time um, passed away. And he was such an amazing guy. So amazing. Treated Carla so well. He was so nice to us when we worked with him. And I just, we all want to send out our love and prayers to Carla. Love Mm -hmm. Carla. Yeah, absolutely. Don't make me cry. You didn't even warn me about that. I know. She was literally the best boss that I have. They were the best couple like they were the best set of people that you could ever encounter Mm -hmm. they were so giving and like selfless it's insane honestly yeah i completely agree we'll have to sit down and have like an episode where we talk about some stories from days in because while there are a lot of crazy shitty ones there are also lots of like times where we all had like heartwarming talks and it was like a family there so yeah i think Mm -hmm. that'll be fun but anyways we love you, Carla. Yeah, we hope you really hear this. We'll make sure to reach out to you soon. Sending lots of love your way. Yeah, lots of love and prayers. Absolutely. Not those God ones that we all don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Logan. You do follow, unfortunately. God damn it. I know. Right. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, thank you for putting that in the podcast, Chris. I hope that I really do hope that Carly hears that, and you know, it's just I hope that she knows that we're all thinking about her because I don't think a day goes by where I'm Carla doesn't come into my mind at least one time. She was amazing. Um, so today for our episode, uh, we're going to be talking about um hookup culture and like. What that is, kind of. I'm gonna let you explain the topic a little since it's your thing. But before we jump into me talking about my topic for today, we're gonna do a mental health check. So, Logan, why don't we start with you today? Um, mental health check. Honestly, kind of just have been like floating through things I feel like lately um like I haven't really felt like super sad or like 
depressed or anything like that. Um, but I also like haven't really been doing anything. So like, you know, um, it hasn't been terrible because like I've been able to like get through every day and like have a good time at work and then go home and like have a good time there and then go to bed. Kind of do the whole thing every day. I think the thing that's making me numb is now that I'm like getting into the routine of working, I'm like thinking about having to do that for the rest of my life, and it kind of makes me want to die. I'm sending you prices. <laughs> so, you know, it's like it's not a bad thing. It's I feel like it's something that everybody goes through, but it just ugh, I don't know. I'm finally at a good spot, so like I keep trying to just like be and like be positive about it um so like mental health okay we're gonna say pretty okay <laughs> that's what it was last time too <laughs> so as long as it's not bad you know pretty okay. <laughs> it's better than pretty bad so <laughs> yeah so yeah we're doing pretty okay that's good we're living we're alive and i got my cats even mm -hmm. though they annoy the shit out of me i love them so much and absolutely you know i'll be thankful for that so true all right so who wants to do the little mental health check next me yeah it. um i'd say <clears throat> my mental health has been pretty up and down i'm still kind of dealing with uh the loss i had in my family but i'd say overall i'm doing pretty okay it's, you know, I have my days. There are certain days that are harder than others, and some days that are really good. So, I'd say overall, I'm falling pretty squarely in the middle, which is better than the opposing thing. No. True. <laughs> um, but I really look forward to doing the podcast, and that's something that helps me a lot, because it gives me something to look forward to, because I get to talk to you guys, and I get to talk to all of our listeners, and... Hell yeah. So yeah, something that I really look forward to that makes me feel really... I don't know, it just makes me feel good. I feel good just speaking my mind and being able to talk to people, even even if they don't like what I have to say. It's a good one. I don't know. Hell yeah. But I'd say, overall, mental health, pretty good. Hell yeah. yeah. Pretty good. All right. Snaps and the snaps. snaps. You can't up. hear the snaps, but they're there, guys. We, need to we know you're snapping in spirit with us. Yeah. Some <laughs> clicks in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christopher. All right. Um, <laughs> I've been doing pretty good. My mental health's been pretty good. Um, I went and saw my family last weekend. So we're, we're recording this on a weekend, but the previous weekend, I went up to Denver and visited with a whole bunch of my family and had our family cabin meeting. Um, and I got some dates set where I'm going to take these lovely two co-hosts up to my oh, family cabins yeah. this summer. Uh, finally! It's actually, I know. So it's excited. actually just the month after next. So it's it's pretty damn close. I see. Yeah. I need to stop taking these little vacation days. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to... <laughs> to go on that. <laughs> you will be going no matter what. <laughs> no, I what. will be going. I don't I care if you get 
Oh, oh bitch. I'm not worried about getting fired. I'm worried about losing my house. But you know what? It's going to be worth it. I'm excited to go to the cabin. You know what? I have a room up here for you, Logan. And if you do lose your house, I don't give a heck if you lose it. You will be going. Do you see this look on my face? Yeah, I do. Do you see this look on my face? Yeah, she's going to be mad if I move to Colorado Springs. <laughs> I guess she'll have to lose her house and move up here too then. <laughs> True. You're gonna have to lose your your mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your mouth. Uh, <laughs> Alright, anyways. anyways. <laughs> so I got our dates picked out and everything. I got them all scheduled. I'm super excited. We're doing like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. Um, but also while I was up there, my aunt gave me a tortoise that was her friend's son's who's going off to college and also just did not take the best care of it. Um, so not you I having got... someone on our podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Being a bad parent. I don't, I don't know who they are personally. I've never met them. Oh, that's fair. So I only Very know fair. them through my aunt. So we are all good. <laughs> Um, but I named, I don't know if it's a girl or a boy, but I named them, uh, Vern off of Over the Hedge, the little turtle that's scared of everything. <laughs> um, and I don't know. They're super cute. I love him so much. He's such a sweetheart. He's so cute. He is cute. I know, isn't he? And now mm -hmm. I'm like able to hand feed him. So I, I give him treats. So that he associates, associates me with good things. Hell yeah. Oh, you're so Eventually. good with animals. It's crazy. All animals. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like reptile, fucking mammal, bird, rabbit, <laughs> doesn't fucking matter. Thank you, homie. That means a lot. Yo. So overall right. mental health? Pretty good. I'm doing it. Hell really yeah. yeah. Snaps in the chat. We're not actually going to snap, but we're here snap. for it. Snapping in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Tongue clicks. <laughs> All right. So now that we got through our mental health checks, I think I will jump right into talking about our topic for today. So this topic isn't necessarily something I needed to do like a lot of research on per se. Um... Today, I am going to be talking about, how did I word this? So, it's going to be, like, what it, what I wrote down is hookup culture, but, like, not just hookup culture in itself, but, like, everything from start to finish, like, because hookup culture is just, like, the middle of all of the shit that happens around it, to me. Mm -hmm. That is a personal, that's how I feel about hookup culture, because I'm not super the type. So, basically what we're going to do is we're going to have it from uh, three different standpoints, because uh, I personally am bi, okay, and so I can't speak for the other two, they will speak for themselves here in a minute, obviously. But I wanted to have it from a couple different standpoints, just to see, like, how how different or how alike they are and see just like how our experiences were and if there was like you know anything you wanted to change about it or you know stuff like that. Mm -hmm. so 
before we jump into that stuff, um, I want to throw out maybe not necessarily a trigger warning, but just like a general warning overall, because when and up only. <laughs> when culture comes some rather uh, rated R stories. So, and sometimes hookups aren't always great, and mm. you have to be, you, you, have to you be should be allowed to feel comfortable to talk about it. Yeah. So I want... prepared to talk about it, you shouldn't be. Exactly. And I so. want this, I want you guys to know that this is a safe space for anybody. Mm. So if you want, if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to and you want to message one of us, please feel free. We are more than willing to lend an ear, advice, whatever you need. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest reason I want to talk about this because not only is it about hookup culture, but it's also about like the LGBTQ community. Like I want to bring that into the light as well because that's going to be a big topic of discussion today. So there's kind of your general warning, I guess. I don't know how else I would put it. Just be cautious. If if it gets to a topic where you don't feel comfortable, feel free to click off or fast forward through, you know, Yo. whatever you feel you need to do. Yo. <clears throat> With that being said, <laughs> I'm going to jump in and I'm going to tell you the definition of, um, so a lot of people don't know all of the letters or the acronyms associated with the LGBTQ plus community so i looked it up and the full thing is lgbtqia2s plus okay it's a lot yeah. i know it sounds like a lot but here's what it breaks down to i didn't even know that it's the acronym standing for lesbian gay bisexual transgender queer and or questioning intersex asexual Two-spirit and the countless affirmative ways in people in which people choose to self-identify. Nope. That is the Google definition for you guys, just to put it out there. <clears throat> so, now, I, I kind of went into this thinking more along the lines of, like, the LGBT aspects of it. Because, like, realistically, like, there are like pros and cons to dating as a straight woman like obviously everyone knows that but i kind of want to hear from you guys first and your experiences with everything so i have a couple of questions and we'll go one at a time or you guys can answer however you want um but the question i'm going to start with is how did you determine like i want to be not offensive in any way. So if we have to cut some stuff out, I apologize. I don't think it'll be offensive. I said I the question is how did you determine like your identity? And I put that in quotations because I don't know if that's the right word I would use. Like how did you know who you were? Like what did that look like for you? And either one of you can start. You can go first, Chris. I was about to say do you want me to start? Because <laughs> I know you I know you're still kinda wondering. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, for me, it was pretty easy. Like I have, I have two, two moms. So for me, the norm growing up was two women that love each other, raising a child. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't struck to, and, but like also like all the TV shows and everything at the time 
were almost all straight. So it's not like I had... <clears throat> Hold on. Um, you don't have, like, me... representation uh, other than your own family. Exactly, yeah. Like, I wasn't... I haven't been raised this way, so I don't want to make a false um, statement. But if you... If there was somebody that was raised by a straight couple and everything was like just very norm um they would have all of their influences in life all their main influences would be all straight so mm -hmm. gay would be a little bit more far out there but for me it was extremely close to home i always knew what it was and i that was my norm you know i was mm -hmm. like oh you know that's just that just happens you know mm -hmm. To play devil's advocate for those people out there who say, Oh, you're gay because you had two moms who were gay. What do you have to say about stuff like that? What is your opinion on that argument? Well, I was raised by, I have a sister too, um, and I have a stepsister. I was raised by all female, and that had no impact. That did teach me how to treat women and how to respect women and not be. Uh, sexist piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it definitely did not persuade me. Actually, I can remember, I can remember my first thought of like when I thought, oh, you know, I think I like guys. And it wasn't until I was like nine or something. I was, um, my cousin. Oh, by the way, just, I have a very strong gauging in my family. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Two out of my three bio cousins are gay. Uh, my mom's gay. A lot of my uncles and aunts are gay or bi. <clears throat> but I was hanging out with my uh, gay cousin. Um, and we were about to start watching the movie Jackass. And I don't remember. They have a lot of movies out there. But one of them has... Um, oh, I don't remember his name. The Little Person. Wee Man. Wee Man, okay. His yeah, name man. is Jason Acuna. Okay. okay. AKA Wee Man. Right. But, so, we were about to start watching this, and uh, my cousin told me that Wee Man, at some point in the show, does something stupid, and he, like, strips off all of his clothes and runs into a boardroom that are, where a meeting is going on, and he just, like, like streaks through the room. Jesus. And that was now the reason why I wanted to watch this movie. Like, I was oh, watching no. it, <laughs> waiting, <laughs> waiting for that one part, and it wasn't coming. And I literally went to the point of asking my cousin, I'm like, when does, when does that guy, like, run through here naked? <laughs> and that was, that's literally a core memory. That is the first memory I have of wanting to see Wee man's wee man. Yeah, that was that was my first memory of wanting to see a pee pee. I love that. That's amazing. You know, I feel yeah. like Jackass is a core memory for a lot of kids our age. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. So that's when I had my first inkling of like knowing that I liked guys, and also <laughs> girls never sexually attracted me like whatsoever. Like. I could. I feel like I could be in a relationship with a girl as long as it was not romantic at all, um, and that's unrealistic. So, so not a relationship. Yeah. So I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> so what?
<laughs> and there you That's go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Goddamn. Also, romance your friends. Yeah. Take your friends on dates. Friend dates are a thing. Don't, yeah. don't let these social media posts and society tell you that you can't take your friends on dates. It's not weird. It's yeah. not awkward. If everyone in the situation understands what's going on, fuck everybody else. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yo. And even even if you are in, like, a thruple, fuck them. None of us are in a thruple. No. But, <laughs> None of us are. Yeah. Wine and dine your friends. Wine and dine your significant other. Just treat everyone in your life with love and respect. Yeah. Wild concept. I know, right? <laughs> All right, oh, yeah. Logan, um, I think it's your turn to answer. <laughs> um, I have, like, a very new, uh, I don't want to say, like, nuanced, like, understanding of at least, like, my sexuality, but it was, like, in my family, it, like, wasn't, like, necessarily that way, like, on both sides, because I was raised by my mom and my dad, mostly my dad, but, um... Even, like, my mom's side of the family, uh, my dad's side of the family, um, the youngest one in the family is my dad. He's currently 63, I think. Um, And so all of them are very boomer. Um, My grandma and grandpa were both born in uh, 1921 and 1923. Um, So, like, they grew up in a completely different time than the rest of us did. And, like, my dad was born in 1960. So he also, like, while things were, like, changing when my dad was growing up, like, he still grew up in a really, like, tumultuous time period. Um, And so, like, being raised by mostly that family and being, uh, like, who I was was very weird. I'd say, like, the first time, I really don't have, like, a core memory of that, probably because I, like, suppressed it so much at the time that I, like, didn't want to, like, think about it. Um, but I, I do remember watching a lot of movies and shows and stuff as a kid, and, like, the one, like, the ones I, like, remember the most is when I watched Rags, um, the movie on Nickelodeon, um, it had Kiki Palmer. Wow. Um, his name now is Max, I think his name is Max, like, Shepard? Max? I just know that he goes by Max, Max Schneider. Matt, that sounds right. Yeah, that something right. like that. But right now his name is Max. He's, like, done songs with Quinn and, like, which I thought was fucking cool. Um, but, like, when I first watched that movie, I was, like, I think I was in, like, sixth grade. And I watched it every single day that summer. And, like, I never really realized why until, like, halfway through the summer I was, like, Max is kind of cute. <laughs> and then, so then it just became like a. I would get up in the morning and I'd like go watch rags and like eat my cereal and just like have my own little like obsession with um that character and I think that's probably like the first like memory that I have of really knowing that I was like okay like I'm definitely like guys and um just the way that I grew up I think for a long time I thought that I was like maybe at least bi and like because I didn't want, like, anybody to be, like, disappointed in me, which is stupid. Um, now I know it's stupid, but I have a lot of trauma now that is, like, just shoved, like, stapled into my brain that I have to pull out, so... Fair. Um, it's not, like, as easy as, like, it just being, like, stupid. Um, 
but yeah, there's like a lot of suppression that happens. So like, ninety percent of me is like pretty sure I'm like just gay. Cause like, kind of when Chris said like I could only really imagine having a romantic relationship, um, with a woman and like not a sexual relationship. Like I kind of agree with that. There and then there's like this little part of me, and I don't know if this is like me actually having like a crush on somebody or like, but like, my one woman that I know for a hundred percent fact. Wait, before you say this, can I take a wild guess at who you're about everybody to say? Everybody knows who I'm about to say. Selena Gomez. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Your obsession with so, her in high school, everything. And also, everything. Literally from the time that I was little, maybe this is just a sign that I'm gay. From the time that I was little, I was obsessed with Alex Russo on Wizards of Waverly Place, and then I owned every single Selena Gomez in the Scene uh, album or like CD that they released for probably since I from when I was like ten until I was eighteen. Like I had every fucking one of those CDs. I was obsessed. I <laughs> and honestly, Selena Gomez, if you're trying to date me, hit me up. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I don't know, my like picture of like who I am hasn't been as like as clear as like it has been for Chris. Not saying that it's like been clear for you because I don't really know what it's been like. Um, but I know like me personally, like I would have um, creamed myself if I had had a family that was like as open and like accepting as yours because like mine just grew up in a different era and like had different mindsets and so there's nothing you can really do about that but yeah it was just different so i'm definitely working my way through that now and i think that does lead a lot into the topic of like hookup culture and like Mm -hmm. because i'll let you get into your other questions and i'm sure i'll connect it somehow probably yeah (laughs) um okay well thank you guys for answering those questions and thank you guys for both being so honest i know that talking about this stuff can't be easy especially if you're still kind of working your way through it so i appreciate you guys doing that so since you guys are being so vulnerable i'll answer these questions too with you um i never really had to like find my identity I guess you would say because I've always just like I've always been into guys like that's just that's just how I've always been and as I got older I started to find myself being attracted to women a little bit but I I guess the best way to put it is like I didn't understand like what kind of attraction it was I would just be like oh like they're pretty like they're really pretty and I'd I do the thing that all young girls do and I'd be like, oh, I wish I had her body or I wish I had her hair or I wish I had this and that. Like, that's what everyone does. Oh, yeah. It got to a point where I was like, it was like, yeah, like watching movies and stuff. There'd just be scenes and I'd be like, what? It's like this right now. And so I got to college and I, when I, okay. Here's what it is. I have always been very, very insecure about my weight. My weight has been the pretty much the only thing that I can actually vividly remember affecting me my entire life, right? Mm-hmm. So getting into relationships for me, even as a straight woman, 
was hard because I was heavy set and I was black in a predominantly white town. So having all three of those kind of in the mix just made it to where I like I told myself I didn't want to date, but in reality I think it was that I wanted to date, but I was I was scared of rejection, so I just kind of would like have these fluttering crushes for mm-hmm. all the time. Like Logan Logan and Chris oh, yeah. can tell you guys oh, I yeah. had a different crush every fucking day in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was bad. <laughs> but so I guess I've never really questioned who I was, but when I started finding myself attracted to women, I was confused to to say the least, and I was like, well, I've never I had a family who was very accepting as well. Like I my cousins, I had a couple of cousins who uh were gay or bi or questioning or whatever you want to call it. So my whole family was already really accepting of that, so I knew that, and that made me feel better. But it wasn't something that I was like, well, I know I'm a lesbian because, you know, you know, you just got to kind of like explore and find Mm -hmm. what you like. So in college, I started branching out and that's kind of when I realized like, oh, like maybe, maybe I'll try it. I found out I like kissing girls. That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like kissing and like the touchy feely things. That's fine. But that's about as far as I go. It's like a flirty drunk thing that I do. I don't know. It's weird. Uh. But I I also have only had one experience, so you never know. Like maybe, maybe you never know. That I guess that's all I can say about that. Yeah. Like you just gotta see where the future takes you. Mm-hmm. Just don't close off your mind to anything. Keep an open mind. You don't have to say yes to everything by any means, but just keep an open mind about it, whether it's about you or somebody else. You know, because everyone's going through their own things. You never know. Absolutely, I mean, and also don't please do. Don't question who you're into. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if they're a boy or a girl. If you find yeah, them it literally doesn't. Then it literally doesn't right. matter. And that's a that's a good point. Like vibe it out. Like if you if you get along with them, you like their company, you enjoy being around them and they make you feel good, why question that? Why does it matter who they are, what they are, what they identify as? Mm-hmm. If you vibe, you vibe. That's what I've always said, bro. Friends or relationships. It doesn't matter. Like, I I have become friends with people I never thought I would be friends with, honestly. Just because, you know, you gotta put yourself out there. Exactly. Okay. That being said, we're gonna move on to the next question, which is, um, what challenges did you face when you started your dating experience? Or, like, when you started getting into that like it can start you can consider middle school dating if you want i'm fine with that but if you want to start in like high school where relationships are like quote unquote actually formed Mm -hmm. realistically i'm okay with that too whatever you guys feel is accurate i think i can let me go first on this one because i can kind of relate it to what you were talking about like at the beginning Mm -hmm. um so like kind of the same with like what you were saying in high school i was very like, I was very heavy set, and, like, um, that was, like, like you said, it was, like, a huge insecurity of mine, and, like, even as my weight changed, um, it was still, like, something that was really hard to, like, I always kind of just saw myself as, like, the big kid, and, um, when I first started, 
I wouldn't say dating because at the time I was like just like trying to figure out who I was and I wasn't really ready to like talk to a bunch of people about it. Um, the first time I like ever hooked up with anybody, um, I was already, I had already been 18 for like almost like six months, eight months. Um, and I had never like been with anybody like that before. Um, I'd only, I'd like dated girls and um like elementary school and middle school and high school um and oh what i will say about that though is kind of with what you said like being open to things um i did date this girl in middle school and i think she listens to the podcast so i'm just gonna say her name her name's alizé um oh yeah i, ho- I hope and, she does yeah and she's been the one person that like I've always, like, felt, like, a love for, um, and, like, in middle school, it was really confusing, and now that we're older, and, like, she's becoming a mom, like, I'm realizing that the love that I have for her is more of just, like, a, it's, like, a friendship, like, twin flame, like, I just think that we're, like, really good friends, and, like, I literally would do anything for her and her children, like, she... I don't know, and I never would have, like, found that if I hadn't have tried to, like, open myself up to her when I was so young, um, and, like, been trying to figure out who I was, so it was like you were saying, like, never cut yourself off from things. That's something, that's something that I find so, like, pure in, in relationships, like, when you're younger, because while they're not super... People might not qualify them as super deep just because you're, like, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old. But I feel like even... I never had a relationship in elementary school or middle school or even high school, for that matter. But I had a lot of friends around me who had relationships, and I saw a lot of different kinds of relationships. And seeing the relationships like that that you're talking about, like, our... For any of you listening, our friend Paola is one of our good friends, and Mm -hmm. she's also a very very hardcore supporter of ours um mm-hmm. yeah she's, she would tell me stories like that about um exes that she had in middle school and it was just such a pure connection and when you mm-hmm. hear stories about it you're like oh my god like mm-hmm. you should have been married yeah. and like the everything <laughs> exactly. and then but when you get older you realize you're like you know it's Which... one of those things like you just had to open up and try it and as you get older you get more closed off because I have stories about that for later on, but you get closed up because different things happen. You get heartbreaks, you get different things. And it, Oh, hearing that exactly. just kind of made my heart sink. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's cute though. It, oh, it just reminds me of all the cute relationships I saw growing up. Yeah. It's so pure. Well, and like how many of them like last and like how many people are still friends, like from those days rather mm-hmm. than like, in high school when people would date and like they would fuck you know, like yeah right. and but yeah so going back to like the first time <clears throat> that i ever like hooked up with somebody i was like so like driven on just like figuring out like if i was into this or not and like if this was actually true and like if i was gonna have to deal with this because like to me it was For a long time, it was always something that I had to just deal with. It wasn't ever, like, that's just who I am. It was, like, a thing that I had to kind of, like, 
I'm gonna say who I'm kind of like how somebody has said like it's something to overcome. I didn't really think of it as that, but it was just like an obstacle in my way um to like having a good life or whatever and so I was just like so adamant on like trying to figure this out and like my first hookup was like fucking awful it was so god awful and like it was just not with the right person and like at the absolutely not the right person like they were a lot older than I was and like they smoked cigarettes in their house <laughs> I was like that should have been the first sign and I was so like after like we had done the do I was like he wanted me to stay and he was like trying to talk to me and I like just wanted to leave I was like no like I that was uncomfortable like I didn't like that this is kind of fucking awful um and then that like I don't think I tried to hook up with somebody for a long time after that um and like the next I will say I've hooked up with a lot of people since then <laughs> um And, like, other ones have been good and other ones have been bad, but, like, my very first experience, I feel like, probably could have been a lot better had I not been so, like, rushing myself into trying to figure that out. Because, like, it's something that really doesn't matter. It, um, just the environment I grew up in, like, made it feel like it mattered. Um, and so I just, like, wanted to get that, that shit figured out and, like, yeah, it just could have been done in a lot better way, I think, than what it had been done. And um, I think I've, like, kind of gotten over that now, because, like, I'm kind of trying to work on... I'm still kind of a hoe. Um, but, like, I'm talking to somebody right now, and... Um, yeah, I'm, like, trying to be more open to, like, the idea of, like, what a relationship is, because, like, that kind of tainted it for me, because, like, growing up, it was always, um, like, I, like, Chris was saying, like, you would see straight people in TV, and, like, I never really had any, like, idea of what, like, a healthy gay relationship could be, like, what two, a healthy, like, relationship with two men could be, so I, like, had no idea what that was, and being curious, like, obviously, like, a kid, I got my first iPod, and the very first thing I did that night is I went and I watched, like, three hours worth of porn. <laughs> like, I got this new screen, it's, like, high definition. <laughs> and so, like, I obviously... So, like, I never, like, the only, like, time I ever saw, like, a gay couple or anything like, was in a porn, and, like, they were just fucking. And so, like, that's what it meant to me, like, in my head. And, like, that kind of, like, tainted it. Because, like, at the time, that's what it meant. And, like, because it was so terrible, I was just like, damn. Like, is that, like, is that really just, like, what it's, what it is? Like, that's fucking terrible. Well, and to go along with that, I, I can't speak for that in specific because mm -hmm. I myself am not gay. But I watched a lot of TV, and I still do, and all those, like, um, like, The Fosters, or, like, any, not specifically that show, because it has two moms on that show, yeah. but any show that you see, any, any, like, gay people or gay couples you saw, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos about it, they always have to go through 
so much turmoil and mm -hmm. so much pain and so much shit, which is like a real life thing. I understand oh, that. Yeah. But like the way that they portray it on TV every single time it's over like and over and over again, thing. it makes sense why you didn't understand what a healthy one looked like because before the relationship got good, it was tumultuous and it was yeah. bad and it was mm -hmm. arguments and they didn't depict a lot of the good stuff that like happened. Yeah, like mm -hmm. happy, healthy things leading up to a relationship yeah. instead of the drama and the... Mm. All, all of TV, like, are the gay characters, like, not the hoes and, like, are they not the ones that are, like, always hooking up with people? Right, and, like, and the ones that don't give a fuck and they're mm. wild and free. Yeah, and, like... And they're not saying that they that couldn't be that, that way, but they're like, usually the ones that don't want to settle down too, which is mm -hmm. a common theme that I don't understand. Yeah. It's I don't know. Yeah. So like with all of that, like in the media and like because like obviously like all of us grew up with the internet and like with TV and like with iPods and iPhones coming out and like so we were heavily influenced by media. So like not it sounds stupid, and, like, when I was little, and, like, I would hear my dad, like, yelling at the TV because of, like, a gay couple that was on the fucking Chef Boyardee commercial, <laughs> I never really thought anything of it, because I was, like, in my brain when I was, like, trying to suppress it, I was, like, yeah, that's, like, that's, like, kind of stupid, like, I guess they probably don't need to have that on TV, but, like, representation matters, because people fucking exist, and people of all walks of life exist. And they need to be represented because it's it's really disheartening to see to be someone who society doesn't want to exist and clearly see that every single day in the things that you watch on TV and the things that and even when you are represented, you're misrepresented. And like so I don't know, it was just it's kinda crazy. And like it's getting a lot better now with me personally. Um, like, I'm getting a better, like, idea of it in my head, and, like, the things that I want now, um, from a relationship are way better and healthier than the things that I wanted when I was, like, 18. So, there's been a lot of growth, like, in that aspect, but, like, the way that things have, like, come down in society, it's just, like, made it really hard. And, like, the way that I was raised made it really hard. That's um, good. Yeah, but... Yeah, so, to have long fucking answer to that question, <laughs> damn. No, we, we need the detail. The detail is what makes it. Yeah. Yep. So, Chris, what's... Okay, you might what want to keep the question. What was the yeah. question? Yeah. What challenges did you face, like, when starting dating? Oh my god. Oh, yeah. that's right. Um... Well, it's a, it's a complex <laughs> question yeah. to answer. It's a lot of different things going into one question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's kind, of, that's kind of why I picked this question, because there's so many different ways you can go about it. So I didn't have, like what you guys were talking about, like an elementary school, middle school, like, like dating then. That was just totally not a thing for me. Um, my parents also did not, let me date anybody until i was 16 which sorry mom i know you're listening but i definitely hooked up with my first person way before 16 <laughs> <laughs> <R. I. P. laughs> 
little 14 year old me on Grinder saying that I'm 18. <laughs> no! It'd be like Oops. that. Oops. That's okay. That was me and Tinder when I was like a fucking sophomore in high school. So. <laughs> but I definitely I agree with some of the things you said, Logan. Like having this um, portrayed image of like any kind of quote-unquote gay relationship like any kind of communication or interaction between two gay people is mainly sexual and like it's just it's such a stigma that the gays are always known for their sex um like sexual prowess almost exactly exactly how we're like these fucking sex demons and are always hooking up, you know, with especially with the AIDS thing, like that affected mainly the gay community. And you know, yeah, and then like was demonized for it. Exactly. So I definitely think that has something to do with it, but I didn't have like a gay relationship until I mean until I was 16 and a half ish. Up until then I just hooked up a whole bunch and I unfortunately cannot remember the first hookup that I had. I can remember all the awkward stories, all the awkward mm. hookup mm-hmm. stories that I have, but I can't remember my first one. I can't remember, God, my first 10. That guy was, no, was my first 10. Kind of a blur, kind of over my head. <laughs> I have milestone ones, like not for things like milestones, but like <laughs> remember the rest are a blur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually the bad ones. Since I can't remember my first one, I don't think it was too terrible. Um, But yeah, I've definitely, I don't know. So I guess some of the challenges faced when dating is just that, yeah. Like just the image that a healthy gay relationship doesn't really exist because we've been programmed to believe that it's all sexual. There's no, yeah. like, romantic things involved. And I think that was a big dilemma. Um, And I didn't... <laughs> my record for a relationship until I turned... Oh my god, I remember this. 18 and a half was two months and one day. And the uh-huh. last four relationships I got in right before I met Jack... All four of them were two months and one day exactly. Mm-hmm. It never went to that second day. I remember when you got in a relationship with Jack and you hit that. All of us were holding our breath yeah, we were like, for oh, like a I... week after that. Girl, I was. I was. <laughs> um, but now I'm with Jack. We'll we'll be together four years this year. So that's super that's exciting. Spicy. Yeah, we broke up. So. Mm-hmm. so I think I definitely have a, a fairly good understanding of a healthy gay relationship is now. Hell yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, did I answer the question? I mean, I'd say so. Hell okay. yeah. However you feel fit to answer the question, man. There's no right or wrong answer. All right, Darielle. How about you? You. Um. Oh, I. 
<laughs> this is gonna sound kind of dramatic, but I feel like dating was like an uphill battle for me sometimes. Because, like I said, I was a plus-size girl, and I was black, in a predominantly white town. So, those three things, in and of itself, you know, make it a little bit harder. Yeah. So, I guess my biggest challenge... I don't want to say my biggest challenge was me, because... While I did have the insecurity about my body, I did not start out that way. I did not start out feeling insecure about my body until, you know, little 12, 13-year-old boys would make comments and I'd be like, oh, so I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm this, I'm that. So my experience, I was always very, what's the word I want to use? Hesitant going into anything. Um, I... <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I did a lot of talking to people online. <laughs> That's where my outlet was because I was so, like, cripplingly shy because of how insecure I was about everything because I was bullied, like, my whole life because of my weight. Like, it, it didn't really start until, like, fifth grade, but fifth through seventh grade... Um, probably the worst three years of my life honestly i was just picked on for the most random shit like people would pick on me for my weight or like my fu there was this girl i will not say her name oh i went to school with her from the time i was in sixth grade until i graduated high school and I had a locker next to her, and she would stick little sticky notes in my locker about anger management classes. So, I don't know if any, if any of you listening are, um, what's a, why can't I think of any of the words I want to say? Aware of the tropes? Yeah, I don't are aware of, like, the stereotypes or anything of black people. But the stereotypes are that we're loud, we're angry, or black women in specific, I should say, because I am a black woman. So the stereotypes are that we're loud, you know, we're aggressive, we're all over the place and stuff like that. So I don't know, this is branching off from dating, but that's kind of where it started. It's like I would get picked on for my weight, then I would get those sticky notes, and then the weight thing just kept getting worse. And so I made it to eighth grade, and I kind of started feeling like, kind of good about myself, because, you know, like, you're at the top of the food chain in middle school, like, you're about to go to high school, bad. you're feeling good about yourself, and, like, I was branching out, I branched out from wearing, like, my normal hoodies and jeans, like, I was wearing cute tops and putting flowers in my hair, and one core memory, unfortunately, that I have, there was this guy that I had a crush on for a very long time, and I think partly, looking back, uh, my little adolescent brain didn't realize he was one of the only other, like, dark-skinned guys at that elementary school that I knew. There was, like, maybe five of us, <laughs> if you guys want a little perspective. Do you remember his name? Yeah, I remember his name. Oh, sorry. So, mm. um... Sorry, you're gonna have to cut... Actually, no, don't cut the name out. I mean, I don't know his last name, but yeah. I don't even know if he's in this fucking town yeah, anymore. Yeah, my cousin's so name is Elijah. Um, anybody knows it could be the same. Okay, so here's a little breakdown just for you guys. <laughs> I'm a very emotional person, okay? So this is going to take a minute to explain. So 
Starting in third grade, I met this guy. His name was Elijah. You know, we were in third grade. We were little teeny, little tweety boppers, whatever, little kids. And he wanted to be a rapper. Okay. Third grade, wanted to be a rapper. Fine. Whatever. (laughs) This is where my trauma starts. Okay. (laughs) He wanted to be a rapper, so he made a song about me. You want to know what the lyrics were? Something along the lines of, hey, Derry, you big fat fairy. Yeah. Yeah. So little third grade me, fucking traumatized by this. That's fucking (laughs) No, it's so funny now. (laughs) I was so mortified. I was like, And the worst part, I still had a crush on that. So in eighth grade, yeah, dude. In eighth grade, he like moved away, came back, and I still had a crush on him. And we had like a city market across the street from our school, right? Which they fucking loved, I'm sure. Um, and so like I had basketball or volleyball or whatever sport I had, so I would hang out after school every day. And there was one day I was walking around like waiting for my mom to pick me up. And I had my friend, because you know, you have your friends ask people out for you in middle school. It's just, that's that's the thing. Um, I had her go talk to this guy for me. And I was like, go tell him I like him. And, you know, like, see if he wants to date me. And she gets to the top of the stairs. I'm sitting at the bottom of the stairs, like, kind of behind a pillar a little bit. I'm not hiding, but I'm not in, like, plain sight or anything. And she goes up there, and I see her talking to them, and I just hear a big group of people start laughing. Like, a barrel of laughter. And I was like, oh. So I left, went to City Market, got a rotisserie chicken, <laughs> came back, and proceeded to eat my rotisserie chicken and offer it to everyone who was laughing at me up the stairs. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> I would have ate it and just looked at it. God. Yeah, no, I don't even. She didn't. My friend didn't even come back down the stairs to talk to me about it. Like, she was up there for so long that I just went to City Market and came back, and then everyone came down the stairs and acted like nothing fucking happened. It's like. And and to be clear, none of these are like super clear memories. Like, obviously, I might be embellishing a little bit anywhere, but. But still, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. After that, I didn't really have any interest in dating anybody ever at all um and then i got to high school and it got worse (laughs) but i guess the moral of the story is all of the stuff that i went through in middle school there was plenty of other bullying stories that i could have talked about but i feel like i just got to a point where i was so insecure about myself and i me being younger didn't realize that i was insecure i was just really sad I felt like I wasn't pretty. I felt like I wasn't attractive. Like, nobody wanted to talk to me. Nobody wanted to hang out with me. And so I started I started dressing in, like, hoodies and jeans every single day. Like, that was my outfit. It doesn't matter how hot it was outside, how cold it was outside. That was my outfit of choice because that's what I felt comfortable in. And so that also kind of shaped my dating experience because after middle school and having all those horrendous experiences... 
didn't make me want to branch out much in high school because it was the same people yeah. I was going yeah. to middle school with. And now, they have and now they're together. all collectively in one space. Because yeah. all those shitty people had other shitty people they were friends with at other schools that came from right. the same as a school. And it was just an, an amalgamation of shitty people. Exactly. <laughs> and you know? so, like, while that shaped a lot of the stuff that I did in high school, which is the main reason I didn't have a boyfriend, other than the fact that, like, nobody talked to me. We're not going to talk to this. But in college, it made me really want to branch out, and it made me kind of want to go a little bit buck wild, because I was, I was feeling way more confident about myself when I graduated high school. Like, I was obviously, from middle school to high school, at the end, you're going to be a different person. But I was like... I was like a fucking butterfly out of my cocoon, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, I was dressing cute. I had my little purse bag. Like, I was feeling it. I had a bunch of friends. Like, I was killing Hell yeah. And so I got into college, and I was like, what? I want to try it. And, oof. I hooked up with um, my official first hookup. There was a Plenty of guys that I talked to in college that were like, oh, let's hook up, let's meet up, let's link, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it never happened because either I was too pussy or they never messaged me back. So, my first experience that I can remember, and this one, I don't want to say it was a challenge that I had in dating, but it was definitely a personal hurdle that I had to get over, is someone else looking at my body like with no clothes on that even dating my boyfriend of three years right now when i first started dating him i could not like the i would not change in front of him i would not shower with him i wouldn't even let him like watch me undress like nothing i was so and it's all because of what i went through growing up and thinking back on it it sounds really it doesn't sound dumb but it sounds like really adolescent but when you have a challenge like that like your weight i know it's something that you can change but it's not something that you can change in an instant it's like it's something that you have to really have the mental mindset and when you're constantly being beaten down with these mm -hmm. comments it makes it a lot harder to want to get in shape for yourself oh yeah so that's that I was in. Long story fucking short for my challenges. And so when I finally got over that hurdle, I was like, wow. Like, I'm a different person. Like, I, I can do whatever the fuck I want because, like, I am confident in my body. Like, and I always saw all those memes that were like, oh, like, if, if he suffocates and dies under your thighs, like, that was his choice. Like, rock it out, sis. Stuff like that. And I was like, yes. And then I would sit back and be like, Yes. Y'all won't do that. <laughs> but I myself was still too scared to fucking go out and try anything. So, no. It all comes back to just keeping yourself open, not being scared to do anything. And it's definitely easier said than done, but do not let what other people think about you. I still, to this day, struggle with my weight, and I struggle finding confidence, and I struggle finding myself as beautiful. But... I'm still working on it, you know? It's not something that you can flip a switch overnight, especially yeah. if it's something that you've dealt with your whole life. So just know 
that if you are in my shoes or Logan's shoes or Chris's shoes, you will make it through whatever it is you're going through and you will come out better on the other yeah. side because of it. And it just takes work and sometimes it's not work that you're like yeah, actually self thinking about. Yeah. But like sometimes shit just happens to you and then later on you're like, wow, okay. Yeah, like that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like some stupid, oh, it's like, oh, just let the wind take you where it may go bullshit. But, like, that kind of really is what it is. Yeah, because I can say that now uh, to my past self, but, like, saying that now to myself right now, who's, like, struggling as fuck and has no money and, like, a bad out, like, it's hard to say that now. So, like, it's, it is something that you have to work at and, like, you have to convince yourself of every day. Mm-hmm. And while it is good to be able to, like sit back and like look back on it and have that mindset like you you got to remind yourself now me reminding myself now on the podcast you have to do it right exactly (laughs) this is my reminder too that i'm beautiful Mm. i'm a strong woman you know all of us go through our own challenges and you just because you're going through a challenge does not make you weak it doesn't make you anything it just means that you're going through something and you're gonna get through it yeah exactly so be confident feel yourself and go do your shit. Yo, you got absolutely. it. <laughs> All right. Clap in the chat. Let's get some claps in the chat. Love it. All right. Um, real quick, before we start the next question, y'all want to take a shot? Yo. Oh. What? I'm drunk. How are you drunk? Girl, oh, you I'm took like drunk, a but... single shot. Two shots. I took two and I drank a beer, and I'm almost done with my second beer. Uh, I'm an alcoholic. I'm on. So <laughs> actually, I'm only half like a third. That's yeah. Like... You said you're almost finished. Get the fuck out of here. No, no, no. This is like that's one third. If no, 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 it's like a little more than a third. What's I don't know. I'm bad at practice. Okay, I think the next question I was gonna ask. I'm going to ask you guys this question just because I feel like it's kind of wrapped in the same bow as the last one, and I want to know if that's how you feel. So the last question I said is, what challenges did you face starting dating? The next one was going to be, what experiences, good or bad, do you feel have affected or changed you? Do you feel like that's the same question? No. No. No? Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Because I just thought of a whole bunch of different other things I can talk about. Okay, great. I just wanted to make sure. Because to me, when I was thinking about it, I was like, is that the same? So the good thing about, I don't, you, I don't know if you did this on purpose, but like the way you're asking the questions is each question you ask is like broad and covers everything. And then the next question you ask like narrows it down a little bit, but it's broad and covers everything. Oh, I totally didn't do that on purpose. Like, that's just how it's, like, working out so far. Ha, suck it, Thompson. But also, this all very, it's like you said before, it's all very nuanced and, like... Yeah, it, it's just based it's on personal experience. to a lot of it and, like, yeah. So. That's why I was really excited to do this topic with you guys. All right. Okay. So, the next question is, what experiences... Good or bad, do you feel may have affected or changed you? Are we talking specifically like dating and hookup experiences? Like how how have those changed us? Oh, we have to pause. His little sister's calling him. Okay. 
So the next question is, what experiences, good or bad, do you feel may have affected or changed you? So are we talking about like just hookup and dating experiences? Like, is that what we're centering on for this question? I mean, I say so. What else would you feel like would be in this question? Things well, no, that I was... led up to those decisions, like that made. I mean, honestly, whatever you guys feel fits it. So, like, if it's okay. before leading up to the dating or after the dating. No, I was I was definitely thinking like the dating and hookups. That's where I thought this was going. That's why. I That's wanted. fine. I'm fine with keeping it there. Am I going first or? Okay. I'm trying to think of this one story if I should tell it or not. <laughs> you should. Obviously, you should. <laughs> it's a lot. So, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is kind of a silly story, but it definitely... It affected how personable I was when I was hooking up with people. So this one time, um, I hooked up with this couple, and uh, they were quite a bit older than me i think they were like 26 ish and i was like oh god 17 17 18 i was scared you were gonna say younger than that so at least you were 17 18 well yeah but we're not gonna talk about those stories right now no shame the first was going true so there was this couple, and uh, it, it I oh you know what it actually might have been earlier because I remember it being and you get the dick out of the con like <laughs> one of my first few experiences with hooking up with people, but um I was going in going into it and I've always been like a confident person I am shy around new people but. I feel like I have a very false sense of confidence 99% of the time. So I was going into it, and uh, literally in the middle, like, while we're doing the do, I'm, like, complimenting this guy on his tiger tattoo on his thigh, and I was just, I don't know, I was being super personable, I guess. I was, I was being nice. And they literally were there for one specific reason, and that was, like, to do the do, and then finish, and for me to get out, you know? Mm-hmm. And they... So, after everything, I wanted to, like, stay and talk and everything, and they wanted nothing to do with that. They were giving me, like, the cold shoulder, and just, like, they were literally on their phones, and I was, like, trying to talk, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just go. And then I got home and I was going to message message one of them and let them know I had like a good time, whatever. <laughs> and uh, they blocked me. I have a and story so, like that. No. Since that was one of my first experiences, it it really oh. affected like how I went about any other encounters. Like I stopped being personable because I'm like, okay. Nobody likes that. Everybody likes to just do it and then leave, get it done with, don't talk again. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how I thought it was from then on. I think it definitely affected, like, kind of like how I answered the last question. It affected all of my future interactions with anybody that I was interested in. That's fair. Yeah. Oh. Goddamn. Um, yeah, that that's the 
really that's the main thing that comes to mind when I think of like anything that's affected how I go about anything. There's no other specific stories. It's just that's just kind of how I perceived gay culture at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that's the way that I thought it always had to be. That's the way it that it was like, done. It seems like you and Logan are kind of similar in that, in some aspects. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, it's unfortunate to say, but I think most of the gay community can relate to that. And that, like, I just took a huge <laughs> He just took a big bite of candy. Hold on. <laughs> It's like spicy while it's in your mouth and then you finally get it down and it's like okay thank god <laughs> um i took too long to eat the candy that <laughs> it's gone <laughs> god damn it it's, it's okay keep going no i mean <coughs> other than yeah no after that i was just that's how i always interacted with people that's how i shifted myself to interact with people how those experiences went was just Mm -hmm. just like that Mm -hmm. you didn't get out yeah and so nothing really i mean i guess later in high school when i started hooking up with people that i would then have to deal with later like see in the hallways and shit one specific person comes to mind (laughs) but (laughs) i'm sure (laughs) <laughs> i think we should also if it's not one of your questions we should talk about living in small towns and hooking up <laughs> oh, oh that is not God. what we should, <laughs> we should definitely talk about that because that is not part of my questions that is a whole nother thing oh my yeah. god <laughs> um but then i don't know that's i guess that's the end of my the end of my answer if i had to deal with somebody later like in high school then i would be more personal i guess and that's just mm-hmm. just you know just same thing kind of experience like i hooked up with somebody and realized that i had to see them every day while i was walking to another class mm-hmm. and i was like well it can't just be awkward all the time so every time after that i tried to make it so it wouldn't be awkward if we did have to work on a project or if I saw them and needed to wave, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just like an awkward tension that I know we both could feel. Right. That's fair. See, I wish I could have been like more sure of myself in high school because like, I feel like I could have had just a lot more fun. Like, ugh. Especially when I hear about all the stories of, like, not gonna, and I'm not outing anybody because I don't know anybody specific, but, like, all the straight guys that, like, would hit up the gay guys in high school and, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I can... (laughs) Oh, fuck. That was some spicy sentence right there. Yeah, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I guess if that's the end of yours, like kind of leading into mine, like in high school, there was people that I dated and like, I had like feelings for 
these people, but it was never anything more than, like, I love who you are as a person. And, like, I could never, like, see anything more as, like, us being, like, really good friends with each other. That's fair. And so that made it really confusing, like, when... And, like, this is just high school, because this is when, like, hormones come into play, and, like, you do start to have, like, sexual feelings. Um, it, like, made it really confusing for me, because I felt like I couldn't, like, have any, like, sexual feelings for any, like, guys that I knew, because everybody that I knew was straight. And if they weren't straight, like, they weren't, like, open about it, they weren't talking about it, like... Um, that was the yeah that was just the culture and then again like it's a small it's a small town thing and i'm sure it's a thing in big cities too but like there's honestly more people well and it's also an age thing like the older you get the more comfortable you get with yourself and like that's well and it's a generational thing yeah that too there's so many different things that come into play yeah exactly and like even though our generation right now isn't really that different generation that's in high school right now like there's still a lot of differences in that. I'm sure if we went to Junction now, it would look a lot different. It would feel a lot different than it did when we were in high school. I would fucking hope so. I, yeah, I really would hope so. You. Um, I, like, had a really hard time distinguishing, like, what a healthy, again, like, what a healthy relationship was. <laughs> because I would have all these feelings for my friends that, like, I knew... That, like, I didn't, like, sexually, I wasn't interested in them. But, like, spiritually and emotionally, like, I connected to these people. And, like, that, it just, the fact that I had, I had to, like, repress some, or I felt like I had to repress a part of me that, like, it was who I was. Um, And I would, like, have those feelings for other things. And then have these romantic, per se, or, like, just like really loving feelings for people that I wasn't attracted to in that way was confusing because like you're supposed to have both of that in like a healthy relationship. So like in high school, I think I always knew that I like wasn't like dating a girl because like I loved them in that way because I still did love them, but I was always like, and I kind of think I always knew that it was kind of like a, like a cover almost like the beard. Like Mm -hmm. people are always like, oh, there your beard. Um, and so then, like, after that, when I, like, started hooking up with people, it almost became, like, this secretive thing where, like, I still wasn't, like, really open about who I was to anybody except for Dariel and Chris. Like, I told them, like, probably, like, a month after I had hooked up with, like, my very first person and I'd, like, lost my virginity. And, um... Like, it just, like, became this really secretive thing that I felt like I couldn't, like, really still talk to anybody about because my first experience was, like, I almost, like, had felt ashamed of it because it was just terrible. And, like, there was no connection. There was no, like, anything. Um, And so I think that's been, like, one of the biggest challenges is, like, knowing when now that I can, like, separate those things, and, like, I know, like, at least what a healthy relationship, like, should look like. I still haven't, like, had that with a man, but knowing what, like, it should look like and what I want it to look like, now it's more of, like, oh, I had a really good, I was gonna get into this in a really good way, and then it just escaped my brain. 
now it's more of just like living in a small town which is still a big challenge in and of itself trying to find a gay community because small small towns it really really doesn't matter where you're at it could be new york it could be california if you live in a small town people are going to be religious prejudiced like the basis and the foundation of that town is probably going to be like the church and like things that don't normally accept gay people Mm -hmm. and so now it's more of like knowing when i'm just being kind of like a horny bitch and and like i'm just trying to like go have some fun and um like when i need to find a general connection yeah and and that's really hard and like it branches just from the way i was raised and the way i dealt with relationships in high school and like because I feel almost now like I'm more dependent on my emotional connections when I really shouldn't be, like you guys. Um, and even that's like made me distance. Like I, I feel like I have a hard time forming emotional connections with people now because not for any of that. It's, <laughs> this is other shit. Um, but I feel like I rely really heavily on like my other like emotional supports and when they're not there, like, I don't really know how to, like, handle myself, and then I fall into just, like, being a hoe, not for the good reasons, not for just, like, because I want to have fun. Like, yeah, it's more of, like, I'm, like, desperately in need of this connection, and I don't know any other way to, like, find it other than hoping that the person that I'm gonna, like, go hook up with wants to hang out and talk for a little bit, and, like, yeah. So you're gonna make me cry because I have oh. I feel that. Yeah. So yeah. So like I'd say those are the challenges that I'm I've faced and like am still facing. Cause it's just it, like it's it's a crazy world we live in now. And although everything's like more accepting, and like every time I talk to my dad about it, it's like talking to a fucking brick wall. Cause he's like, Oh, the world's so much better now than it was. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it was, but my world was created by you so um, so it just i don't know even though the world is a better place and like it's more accepting it's still fucking crazy and like there's still a lot of shit that people don't talk about that everybody has to face and like uh it just makes it hard it makes it hard to even if you're not like gay or bi or even if you're a straight person and you just like aren't a normal straight person like it the world still makes it hard to be who you are because of the way you were raised and the way society is and yeah so yeah that's my answer to that question i like that answer yeah me too what is your answer oh i kind of <clears throat> the end of yours i i feel kind of the same way i <sighs> I feel like there are two experiences that I'm comfortable talking about that have shaped me. One in a like 50-50 way and one in just like a not great way at all. Um, when I was in college, like I was saying earlier, I was really trying to branch out and I was really trying to just it sounds corny but like find myself you know (laughs) (laughs) and so i i was kind of trying to do like your typical bitch like hookup thing and i had 
um like a couple of i guess you would say like successful hookups like honestly it makes uh, i'm just not the type of person who does hookups and i realize that about myself now um but when i was doing it there was this one instance okay so i guess there's three stories i have there was this one instance where i went to the college in our town and i was still in college at the time so it wasn't it wasn't like anything that i didn't already know and i went to hook up with this guy and like we hooked up and everything it was what it was we did the thing and i left and i look back on it now i don't remember what his face looks like i don't know what his name was is like he might as well have been wearing a fucking ski mask. Like I have this person is like a ghost. And like and after that experience, I sat back and thought about it and I was like, "Oh my god. I don't want to do that again." And that was kind of like that's kind of like the end of my uh, I don't want to call it a hoe phase, but that was like the end of my hoe phase because I was like, "Fuck." I remember a dick more than I remember a face. I'm not gonna- <laughs> I remember more dicks than I've sucked than faces that I've seen. Oh, I think I don't know. So I'll talk about the experience that was fifty fifty first. So there was this guy. Uh, I had a Tinder for I'm not proud of it a lot longer than I should have. Um, I had a Tinder from the time I was like I was probably like the summer of my junior year, going into my senior year type stuff like that. And I got a Tinder, and I was talking to a bunch of different people for a while. I got into college, and there was a guy that I matched with that I went to school with for a stupid long time. Like, I remember this kid from riding the bus in elementary school. Like, that's how long I had had a crush on him. He was, like, a couple years older than I was. So, like, I remember him from, like, a while back, though. And he was always cute to me, so I was like, oh, he's hitting me up. Yeah, okay. So, um, I kind of have, unfortunately because of this experience, it kind of tainted guys like this for me for a while. He, like, I went to go pick him up because he didn't have a car. So, I was in college, it was my sophomore year, and he didn't have a car, so I went to go pick him up. We came back to my dorm, we hung out for a while, uh, did the thing or whatever, and afterwards, I was trying to, like, like, snuggle with him and just, like, have him, like, hold me like you're talking about, just, like, trying to feel close, and uh, I, I, like, wrapped his arms around me, and it lasted, like, five minutes, and then he was, like, he, like, nudged me, and he was, like, hey, can you take me home, and it was, like, the fuck yeah i guess like what the fuck are you supposed to say to that so that's why i say it was 50 50 because like it's like what you were saying i was trying to have like an emotional connection to someone who obviously just wanted to fuck and i was naive and i was on tinder for a relationship which looking back not smart i realize that now (laughs) but you know i was trying to find something genuine and i knew this I quote unquote knew this guy from way back, so I was like, well, maybe it's worth a shot, you know? And that was that was when I lost my virginity. So that experience in and of itself 
itself <laughs> kind of tainted sex for a while. I'll be honest. Like I, de- I was kind of in a weird place with it, and I didn't really know how to feel after that situation because I was like, "Is this how it's going to be every time?" Yeah. Like, that yeah, especially when it's your first time and like you've like put a lot because like. When it's your first time with anybody, you just, like, put a lot into it. You're like, oh, my God, like, this is going to be so much fun. Like, what if, like, we fall in love? And, like, what if? Because, like... I'm the worst. Just, I'm such a hopeless romantic. That's exactly the road I'm well, sure. you've never, like, been with somebody like that, that's, like, what you want. Like, like that's what you think of. Especially when you lose your virginity. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, jumping right back into it. <clears throat> just take shots and... <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so that was my first story. That was the 50-50 one, which kind of... Oh, never mind. Just fucking ruined sex for me for a minute. I... I was excited... I think I was only excited to lose my virginity because... And it's not my friend's fault by any means, but, like, a few of... I had a few friends who were, like, so excited for me to lose my virginity in college, and they were, like, hyping me up about it, and I was like, yeah, like want to lose my virginity like I just it it was one of those things that like I wanted to get it over with but it wasn't like a I was rushing it like I wanted it to be with a person that like I felt like I could trust that I felt like would respect me you know stuff like that so I think it was right it was my senior year and I had been talking, so that experience happened um, after this story that I'm about to tell. And you'll understand why there's such a large gap in between. So my senior year is when I was really heavily, my senior year in high school, let me be clear. My senior year in high school, I was heavily on Tinder. And I met a couple of people. I met, um, I don't know if I should name him, but I'm going to. He's, he's like a brother to me now. He's the most amazing guy ever. His name is Dave And if you hear this podcast, I am so thankful I met you. You are such an amazing person and your personality is wonderful. I just, he is such a vibrant person and I just love him. Anyways. I had kind of talked to him, and, you know, it didn't really work out, whatever, and so I got back on Tinder, and I had started talking to this guy, I won't name his name, but I started talking to him for a while, for like six months before I graduated, and then it was like the summer of senior year graduation, and I was about to go into college, okay, and so... I, oh no, it was, it was during a break. It was during a break. It was during Thanksgiving break of my freshman year. So I was on break from college. I was living with my parents and I left my house to go hang out with this guy. And I want to tell you exactly how this conversation went. I said, I am not having sex. Mind you, this might be a little TMI. I was on my period at the time. So I was not finna have sex (laughs) wasn't on the table no matter fucking what okay and so i told him that straight up i was like i'm not having sex this is what it is and he was like okay yeah just chill and like vibe for a little bit and i was like okay so i get over there and at this time the heater in my car didn't work so i was very cold because it was 
like the middle of fucking November in um, it was the middle of November. It was very cold. Um, and I got there and I was fucking freezing. My hands were cold. I was like shivering. He brings me inside and he like sits me on the edge of his bed and he's like, oh, let me warm up your hands. Like you're cold. Let me warm you up. And then after like five minutes of me sitting there warming up and like talking to him, he was like, oh, like lay down with me. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay. I don't know where you're trying to go with this, but I already told you what was what, so. And somewhere along the line, something happened. Uh, We started messing around, and this is kind of a funny part in the story that I remember. (laughs) This is the only funny part in the story. Um, We were, like, making out, and I have never in my life. (laughs) And I hadn't hooked up with a lot of people before that, mind you. Never in my life. Only in the TV shows had I seen someone snap a bra off as fast as this guy snapped my bra off of me. I was, I didn't, I didn't even realize it happened until after. And I was like, oh, so we were like making out or whatever. And he tried to start having sex with me. And I was like, no, I no. I kept saying no. And I was, I was getting loud because I didn't want to fucking do it. And he looks me in my face and shushes me. He says, shush, 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 like you're going to wake my brother up. And I was like, absolutely not. So I get up, I like go to the bathroom and I was like shaking because I didn't know what to do because he was trying to force himself on me. Like that is what the situation was like. If I hadn't have stopped him and tried and been loud about it without him stopping me to shush me, I don't know what would have happened. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to dwell on it, but I don't know what could have happened. So I pushed him off of me. I got ready to go. And after that encounter, there was probably a good year and a half before I was comfortable ever going to meet up with somebody ever again. Understandable. And... It wasn't long after, um, so it was probably like a year after that, that the other story I said, and then everything else happened, and then I met my boyfriend. So, you know, all in all, I'd say it ended up pretty, like, fine. Okay. But that situation, honestly, (laughs) I drive by the apartment complex that it happened in a lot because it's in a very central location and every time i drive by it i feel sick to my fucking stomach like it i i don't think i can really explain it but i it makes me feel gross like i don't that wasn't that was a situation that like yes i put myself in but i laid out the lines of what i was okay with and i wasn't and he stepped over my comfort boundaries and I didn't know what to do. So that kind of put me off of doing anything with anyone or talking to anyone for a long time. Yeah. Understandably. So I'd say that is one of the stories that affected me the most because after that my like my body and like my bodily autonomy meant a lot to me. Like if you were going to touch me like a hand on the shoulder, anything. I had to be okay with you. I had to be comfortable with you a hundred percent before I'd even do like a fucking handshake. I don't care. 
Like, after that, I was super uber cautious. And I think that is part of the reason that I am so uncomfortable with, like, getting unrest in front of people and stuff like that. Because, like, like I, I didn't get raped, but it was too close of a call that yeah, I you was scared. I was terrified. And when I think back on that, I'm kind of rambling now, but it really scares me because I was only 18. Like, I, I didn't know what the real world had to offer at that point. Like, I didn't. So to think about it now as, like, an adult woman and to think about that happening, like, I try and put myself in my shoes when I was 18 and it, it makes my heart race. Like, I question why I put myself in that situation. It was, like, a 2 o'clock in the morning to add the cherry on top. Oh, yeah. It was, like... The peak hookup hours, dead like, dead of night, nobody knew where I was, like, yeah. anything could have fucking happened to me, and I think after that situation, I, oh my, I, I don't even know where my brain went after, because for a while, I think right after that happened is when I started to get really, really depressed, because, like, you moved away, and then I had all this shit going on, and oh, it was rough. Damn. But I look back on that now, and I'm... <laughs> I'm sad for, like, the little naive girl that went through that. Like, I'm I'm stronger now because of it, yes, but I wish I hadn't have had to go through a situation like that yeah. to learn about the value of how much my boundaries matter, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's Because I was always the type of person, like, <clears throat> I would let people kind of push me around. I would let people, like, talk me into things that maybe I didn't well, need like, talked into. Not to, like take it out of like this conversation too much but like that has a lot to do with how we were raised and like the generation the generational trauma that was put onto our parents that they just like projected into us and like ugh, it's terrible and at least you were able to oh learn god. from that what you need i left to my learn. headphone out in the living room i haven't been listening to chris's entire thing oh my god <laughs> talking and i was like what? sorry continue no it's okay um i was just saying at least you learned what you were supposed to learn from that experience because right no matter what like everything does happen for a reason so maybe you did need to go through that to like you were saying like learn your boundaries and yeah learn what, learn I'm, what I'm okay with yeah but uh, um at least you were able to learn from an experience where it didn't go too far so you like right you do have some trauma from it like you said like driving past it whenever you drive past it you always remember it but at least it wasn't something that was full-on at least you were confident exactly. enough in your boundaries well, and that's, standard yeah. round i think yeah. about that today and i i'm happy that because had it been two years sooner or a year sooner when I had originally started talking to him, <clears throat> I probably would have let it go that far because I, like, when I was 16, listen, everyone is a horny 16-year-old. Let's just be honest and put that on the fucking table, all right? But whether you're, whether you think you know you want it or not, at 16, you're like, I just want to, like, I want to fucking do it. I, I want to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because when you're, you just hear stories of, like, all these other people in high school doing it, and then, like, or, like, you'll see these people, like, you'll hear rumors that they had sex, and then, like, all of a sudden they're in a relationship, and, like, 
So it just like and there's a lot of outside influences. That to put this in too. context for anybody listening who's like, if you are you know still in high school, sex does not mean no you are going to be in a relationship. No. Sex does not mean that they love you. Mm. Make sure that you know yeah. what you want and what you are comfortable mm. with before you do anything yeah. with anyone. That is the cool. advice that I would give to yeah. my younger self. So I want to put that out there for anybody who might need to hear it. Absolutely. Because I, w- I wish I had had... Like, there were plenty of people who told me, oh, like, you'll find true love. Like, you've never had a boyfriend. Your first boyfriend will be so good. Like, da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, well, then I need a boyfriend. Like, where's my boyfriend? I need this happily ever after right now. Yeah. And so I was desperate for it, and that's kind of what put me in those situations. So don't, don't let yourself feel so i don't want to say desperate because not everybody is in a desperate situation but Simon, just don't don't let yourself be put in an uncomfortable situation just because of the way that society functions or the way that your friends function because not everybody is the same just keep that in mind absolutely absolutely oh so that was a lot sorry guys (laughs) that's all right Thank you for being so personal. We're here for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the first time that anyone outside like the two of you and maybe Brian have heard that story. Damn. Well, I'm glad you've gotten to a place where you can... Yeah, I'm happy that I can talk about it now. I used to... I still used to cry. Like, I'm surprised that I didn't cry talking about it. I'm... Yeah, that's a good thing. Because that is really an experience that I learned from. Like, Well, and also it's like another testament to like... Things just take time to heal from, and whether you're ready to deal with it or not, like eventually, it'll yeah, you're gonna longer. deal with it. And um, so just like don't put too much pressure on yourself to like be healthy, like be <clears throat> always like mentally healthy. Honestly, since this doesn't have to do with relationships, but ever uh, since all the stuff that I'm going through, that is something that I've had to keep into account a lot because. Grief is a fucking never-ending process. Yeah, I swear exactly. to God. Like all of it is a learning experience. Yeah, it's good. So bad. you can't beat yourself up. Relationships or not, don't beat yourself up for anything. Because mm-hmm. everyone goes through their own stuff at their own pace, and that's just that's human nature. Exactly. Yep. So Michael Jackson starts playing. <laughs> 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 Gotta take a look. Wait, what is it? If you want to change the world, I if you. Are. Oh. If you want to change Take a world, look at yourself and you make the change. <laughs> if you want to make a change, take a look in the mirror. Fuck, I don't know. I know it's man in the mirror. I know it's man in the mirror. I just don't know the fucking words. If you want to make the world a better place, place, take a look at yourself and make the change. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Don't not copyright. Yeah. I'll take our video down. <laughs> are you kidding? Our voices are nowhere near my <laughs> 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 Like, is that? What, what are they singing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this next question, I kind of want to answer this first. Go for and it. And then see if you guys, how you feel about answering it. So the question is, 
What are things you would have done, or are there things you would have done differently? If yes, what? And if no, why? So I wanted to answer this first because I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I feel like I, yes, there were, there are plenty of things that I would change going back, honestly, but really thinking about it, there isn't anything that I would change about the journey that I've gone on up until this point, because it has made me, it has taught me lessons. It hasn't made me who I am. I don't want to say that. It's taught me the lessons that I need to learn. And I've been in the situations, good or bad, that have taught me what I like in someone or what I don't like in someone, the things that I should look for or red flags that I should look for. So, in a broad scheme of things, yes, I would change it, but when you narrow it down and it really comes down to it, no, I wouldn't change anything about the experiences that I've had. Even though some of them have left a negative impact on me, I think that negative impact, like Logan said, over time slowly heals. And after you get through that point in your life, you look back on it, you can reflect, and then... You never know. Maybe you can help someone else who is in a similar situation who needs advice and you're like, hey, I've been in kind of a similar place. Here's what I would have done. And I think that's really what it comes down to for me is like, I'm the type of person who I like to use my own experiences to try and help people. Because I don't like to look at someone and be like, well, I've never been in your shoes and I don't know what you're going through, but here's what I would do. If I'm going to talk to somebody, I want to be like, well, you know, here's a situation that I've been in. Do you think that I could help you at all with this? Like, and if I can, do you want some advice? Because I have some. Like, that's the kind of person that I am. And I feel like those situations are kind of what helps me become that person. Because I'm always the type of person who I have to talk out my problems. Like, whether it's with one person or with a group of people... If I have a space where I feel safe and I can talk about it, it usually helps. Like, even if it's just, like, getting it off your chest and just, like, word vomiting it out, that's sometimes it feels good. It's like a weight lifted off your shoulders. Yeah. So, I personally think that's why I wouldn't change anything. Hell yeah. So, I'll leave before I open to you guys then. I'll go next, because I feel like Chris is going to be, like, somewhat kind of similar to yours. Um, Maybe. I, look at me just assuming that makes an ass out of you. And, um, <laughs> um, there's, there's, the so I agree with you in that, like, the experiences that, like, you've been through, like, make you who you are as a person. But, like, not but. I personally have, like, made a lot of choices in my life that, like, I felt like I probably could have avoided um, not blaming anything on anything that's happened in my past or like, because the decisions you make are the decisions you make. Um, but like, there's been so much like emotional confusion and like that type of thing in my life. And like, I've continued to perpetuate it so much that like it's led me to make really terrible decisions and like I don't 
I don't know. And like the, so there, I personally, like there's a lot that I would change. Like my first hookup experience, like a lot of, a lot of my firsts, um, because like, I think at the time in my, like in my heart, I knew that it wasn't right, but I was confusing it for not being like being the wrong type of not being right. Like in my head, it was not right because like it was a gay experience and like that sort of thing. But really my gut knew that it wasn't right because it just wasn't the right situation and it wasn't the right, like whatever else. Um, but I would still like push myself into these situations where like, like I said, like I knew that it wasn't what I needed or like what my emotions needed. And like a lot of that built up over time, um, like I said, to just like really shitty things that I that I had done and like bad decisions that I made. It's interesting that you say that to me because I I think that one one difference I noticed between you and I and obviously there are many, <laughs> yeah. but in our dating experiences, I feel like I talked a lot. I talked to anybody who would listen about who I was talking to, what I planned on doing, like, if I planned on going to see someone, if I was talking to someone, it didn't matter. Like, somebody in my life knew what was going on pretty much at all times, because there are stories of you and our friend uh, Ty, who I would talk to you guys about going up to God knows where to visit a guy who I've talked to for a month and a (laughs) half. And they they told me this a couple years ago. There was a guy that I was going to go see in college, and they kept me up all night on purpose because they wanted me to be so tired that I wouldn't drive up there to go see him because they were worried about me. And in retrospect, I very much appreciate it because I'm really happy I didn't end up going up there. But it's stuff like that, and I think... I'm not saying that your experiences would have shifted either which way if you had started talking to people about it, but I think because I was so forthright and just, like, willing to talk to everybody about it that I had so many people who were like, hey, that's not a good idea. You really should not do that. That's not. (laughs) So I, I just, I was the type of person who I talked about everything. Like, my personal life wasn't my personal life like anyone who was in my life knew everything about me well and like and i'd say like i would talk about everything like because that's how like we became friends is we would literally just talk about everything yeah but like i wouldn't talk about everything that like was like truly like something that like i thought about so i would like talk about like surface level things Mm -hmm. like i think that's something that like carries into this day too is like i'm working a lot on like being trying to be a genuine person because I don't feel like I am most of the time um and I think that again just has a lot to do with like I just for so much of my life I denied who I was and now that I'm not anymore it's like I don't know how the fuck to do this because like (laughs) how do you like how do you be open with yourself when you have like trained yourself to not be that way right and like so I can be open about like certain things and like but anytime it comes to, like, that, it's really hard. Like, it's just, like I keep saying, like, it's very nuanced. Like, there's so many things that go into it that it's, like, hard to talk about. But, like, it really shouldn't be. 
is like this is just us like sitting here as friends talking and like that's all it needs to be but trauma no i get that i like i yeah I, again, forgot what the question was because I just started rambling, but... If just anything was... you would have done differently. If yes, why? Yeah, yeah. And if no, why? Yeah, that's my answer. I like that. Yeah. A lot, but, like, not a lot. I don't know. I'm thankful for a person... That's how it is with but... everyone. Like, there are definitely certain things in my story that I wish I wouldn't have done at all. But there are things that I'm happy I went through, even though it might have not been a great situation, because it didn't... I it's you're right it's just one of those weird things and everyone has their own story yeah. so it's kind of hard to like I don't want to say justify but it's hard to justify your own story and where you are because you know growing up you're yeah everyone goes through their own thing and you don't want to compare yourself to uh, you know everybody else's story exactly everyone's story is valid in their own ways exactly. and not everyone goes through the same thing so I respect that answer I like I like that you would change some stuff. I respect that because I feel the same way, you know? Hell yeah. All right, Christopher. All right. Um, he says, fuck me, I don't want to do sorry, this. Sorry, I'm going to Hey, hey y'all are not... He it doesn't feel heavy. I was going to say, it really doesn't feel heavy. I think the episodes where they get to know us are my personal favorite. Because I like for people to know me as a person because I feel like if our listeners know us, like they feel a, a more than it's like you were saying more than just like a surface level like i want them you don't need to know absolutely everything about no, me but no. i want you to like you know understand where i'm coming exactly. from to a certain degree and i understand perspective yeah, yeah exactly no, i definitely want them to feel like we are their friends and they can talk to us about anything so in order right. for them to be able to open up we definitely need to open up first you know yeah exactly and we need to make it an open and safe uh -huh. space for us to talk Yo. about and anything that's exactly and yeah hell yeah and honestly not saying that we haven't done it in the past but i feel like this is a good episode for that like this is a good segue into because like gay, straight, bi, whatever, like, we've all had our experiences similar into this, and, like, again, like, it's so nuanced that everybody can listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, well, like, I went through this with my parents, and, like, they were really religious, or maybe they were immigrants, and, like, I'm straight, but, like, I still went through the struggle of, like, finding out who I was versus, mm -hmm. like, how I was raised right. or how society exactly. was meant to be. Absolutely. It's just nice being able to hear different perspectives and know, as cliche as it sounds, that you're not alone. Yeah, because, like, it doesn't matter the background. Are you taking another shot? I just sipped half of it, yeah. God damn. Okay. We need to go get mixers. We that's I have one more thing, and then this episode is over. No, I know. That's why That's why I was Two just... Two fucking blocks. Not a pussy. Snatched. <laughs> All right, Christopher. Sorry, we keep interrupting you. Oh no, you're good. I haven't even started yet. Um, so if if there was anything I would change. So Logan, you were probably you were mostly right about me and Darielle's being answer very similar. Mm -hmm. Um 
I definitely feel like everything that happened was meant to happen, and so I wouldn't necessarily change it. Although I would change something that I struggle with still to this day is I really want everybody to like me. Like, that seems very oh, important to me. I need same. everybody to like me. And mm-hmm. I am also a bit, a, a bit of an attention whore. calling myself out and so i really wish that is something that i changed is really caring what other people thought of me and trying to morph to that like just like going back to that last question about uh situations or things that happen that you feel shaped you Like, I Mm -hmm. wish I didn't care so much about what, in this situation, like, what those two people thought of me and thought of my personality, because then I wouldn't feel the need to, um, I'm very good at changing myself to fit in any situation, and it is a semi-skill, but it's also like a defense mechanism. And it didn't start off, you know, I didn't develop it in a good way. Like, and I just wish, I I literally wish I didn't care about what other people thought of me. Mm-hmm. That's very fair. I I kind of feel like I've gone through, like, somewhat of the same thing. And it's more so recently that I've realized it. Um, Just, like, that whole, like, morphing yourself to try and, like, fit with other people and, like, be their friend. Like, when you... Like, you really know deep down, you're like, this, like, doesn't work. But, like, you, like, you, it's almost like you feel bad, and, like, you don't, like, want it to not work out, but also, like, that's not your problem, because you know it's not gonna work out. And so, oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but other than that, all the experience that I, I wouldn't change any of the experiences I had. I would change how... I th- how I felt about them if that mm-hmm. makes any sense at all no that makes total sense like you you wish you had a different perspective on them at the time exactly mm-hmm. exactly okay I definitely get that hmm. yeah no I still wish I could have changed something I'm like let me try and apply that logic to my <laughs> Everybody All has right. a different journey. Yeah, exactly. Well, after all of that, again, I want to thank you guys for being vulnerable with me because, I mean, obviously we're best friends, so we all know each other's stories, but it's hard to, to sit down and record it to put it out to a public setting. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy that all three of us are very comfortable doing that. Um, that being said... The last thing that I have is if there is um, any advice or any like inspiring words or anything that you feel that you want the listeners to know, just to kind of round out the episode. Hmm. I would say definitely don't put yourself in any situation that like in your gut, you know. Even if it's just, like, the slightest inkling that it could, like, not be what you want it to be or, like, it's not 
truly just something that you know you're going to enjoy or like need in your life just don't do it like it's it's not it's just as easy as that like every every time <laughs> and this is so stupid because it's like a hookup thing but like every time i've hooked up with somebody that like i had a good feeling about and like was excited about and like i wasn't nervous going to meet up with them um it's been like a really good time and like every single time like i've gotten like not to like cut myself up or anything but like this one guy like offered to fly me out to la like to spend a like week out there with him and like just like that's the stupidest form of validation and maybe another piece of advice is don't get that from people that you're just like hooking up with but um like if you if it doesn't feel right like that's a hundred percent okay even if it's like something that you're struggling with and like at the time you're like should i should i not even if it doesn't feel right like just don't do it because you'll be more like okay with yourself i guess you'll be more like happy with um what you've like the things that you've done and like how you went about your situation if you like took the time to step back and like think about it first rather than just like jumping in and like diving headfirst into something you're unsure of um because like sometimes that can be good um but then sometimes it can also be like detrimental to your mental health and like a go away that like you just aren't expecting um so like I guess my advice is only put yourself into situations that you feel are good and are going to benefit you. Like, even if that feels selfish, like, it's not. You're the most Absolutely. important person in your life, and, like, your experiences are your experiences until the day you die. So make sure that they're good. Like, take every step that you cap. can to, like... No cap. No cap. Not yeah. cap. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> you said cap. That's a cap. That's a crap. That's a Bullshit! Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, just like, take the time no to make sure that they're good. And, like, I'm an impulsive-ass bitch. I always spend all of my money. I'm always broke. Like, I'm always... And so, like, it's hard for me to just, like, do that. Um, but, like, my advice to you guys and myself is that, like, take the time to just, like, think about what you're doing and, like, make sure that it's right for you. Because if it's not, that's okay. And, like, don't do it. <laughs> Because that's the best, that's going to be the best thing for you. Me realizing this right now, because I've never talked it out. <laughs> no, that's, hey, that's, what this, that's what this episode is for, man. Yeah, Absolutely. so do one of you guys want to go? I don't want to You want to give some advice, Chris? Yeah, I, Logan said it pretty good. Um... Yeah, I really gotta think about how to word this. I'm also feeling it now, Mr. Krabs. Kind of like, like Logan was saying, like, do what you think is going to benefit you. Don't adjust for anybody or anything else. Like, if you... God, I'm having so much trouble right now. Do what you think is going to be best for you. Mm -hmm. And also, I know this kind of con uh, contradicts, but listen to your friends. Usually, you can get Absolutely. those rose-colored glasses on, and mm -hmm. your common sense goes out the window. Your friends have an outsider, if you and they <laughs> usually my story, have the right answer. 
Right. If you refer to my story about them keeping me up all night, perfect example. Right there. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Um, again, not to my own home or anything. But, every single one of my friends that has gotten into it, I am not, you can ask both of these two. Every single one of my friends that has gotten into a relationship. Or somewhere adjacent yeah, to it. Like a friendship that, I just, I kind of just like know these things. I don't know how. I really don't know how. I think it's just in the way these people interact with me, maybe, or what. Or interact with us. Yeah, I always know, every single time, if it's, like, gonna work out or not. And, like, I've tried to warn my friends, and I never have said anything until, like, one or two years later, but then I'm always like, did I not say all that time ago? And every single time, all of my friends are like, yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I really hate that he's right about that, because in college, hope. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I don't have that for myself, and that's the problem. <laughs> like, I can't do that for me. Well, that's what I was saying. It's the outsider perspective that yeah, allows you to, really to get that. You know, if you're yeah. in the situation, it's a lot harder to see past the bullshit and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that rolls right into the advice that I would give, too, is, like, don't... Like, this is going to sound really cheesy and, like, cliche because I've done that, like, five times this episode. But, like, be the most authentic version of yourself online and in person. Like, do not try and... Do, like, the fake... Like, on yeah, Instagram, I'm this... Like, don't try and change who you are. Don't try and pose in certain ways to make yourself look a certain way. Don't try and, you know, just, like, be your authentic self, because that's something that I wish I would have done. Like... Mm-hmm. I, I've been, um, watching a lot of YouTube videos about, like, the male versus the female gaze and, like, stuff like that, and I was the type of girl who was dressing and acting to get the attention of boys, and I wish I hadn't have done that. I wish I would have just been authentically who I was, and whoever was attracted to me would have just gravitated towards me, and I... Look, like, obviously, it's 2020 vision, right? Like, when you're younger, all you think about is how badly you want a relationship because your friends have relationships. You see relationships on TV. Like, you want to have sex because you're curious. Like, it's just all these different things on top of being hormonal as hell, right? Yeah. And sitting in the same area as years. as all of these other same aged people as you who are also attractive and, you know, dealing with all of those the things, just your everyday life. So, I don't know. I would just say, as cliche as it is, be 100% yourself. Do not let society, do not let anyone tell you that you should act this way, you should dress this way, you should do your hair and makeup this way, and it'll attract these such and such people. Just be who you are, and whoever comes your way is meant to be there. And if they don't, then let them go the other direction, because you don't need them there. Like, these are things that I have learned the hard way over time, and I am happy to learn those lessons, because now, as a grown woman, I can look at something, a situation, or a person, and be like, that's not good for me, that's not something that I need. And I can turn away from it and not, you know. Twice. Yeah. So just be yourself. And like Logan said, trust your gut. Trust your instincts. You are your biggest advocate. 
nobody is going to fight for you as hard as you will. So in sexual life, in real life, in work life, it doesn't matter. You have to be the strongest person for you. Mm-hmm. And don't don't take that as you have to be strong yourself. Yeah. Like, take it all on your own. Don't That's take like... it like that. Still get help if you need it, but know where your boundaries and where your heart is at and that's all that matters that is my advice to you (laughs) awesome thank you for coming to my tech talk you have to know yourself basically yes really Mm -hmm. and it's not it's not the oh you have to learn to love yourself before you can love someone else just love yourself just know who you are know what you want you don't have to know everything about yourself but Get down. Yeah. Get down. But yeah, that's right. it. Perfect. Um, before we jump into the outro, I feel like this entire episode has semi been shitting on hooking up. And I just want to clarify that hooking up doesn't mean you're oh, a yeah. bad person. Oh, um, no, no, no. Just in a break earlier, I was talking about how talking about all this hooking up made me want to go hook up. And like, I don't feel bad about that. Because, like, I don't know. I'm just having fun. Well, like, and, and like, we have episode. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own story. And that yeah. still, that will ring true no matter yeah. what. You have your own journey. You have your own story. Nobody, nobody, listen to me when the words come out of my mouth. Nobody can tell you whether your life was good or not. Whether what you did was okay or not. You have your own values. You have your own mind. You decide what you want to do, and that is all you can do. All you can do is control yourself as a person. Yeah, That's all you have control yeah. over. My boyfriend tells me all the time, you have 10% of control, and that's how you react. Yeah, And that's really what it comes down to. So fuck anybody who judges you. Fuck anybody who has anything to say, because they don't know your life. They don't know your story. If you want to hook up with everyone in your town... You do it, and you be proud about it, okay? Yeah, If that's what you want to do, go for it. Exactly. Exactly. I am here for whatever story you have, as long as you are happy and healthy because of it. Exactly. Absolutely. And and if y'all ever need, like, a hype-up message, like, shoot me a message. I will send you an inspirational, you are a bad bitch message. I will do that just for you guys. Because I need that sometimes. but yeah we love you guys and we want you to know that you have support here if you feel like you don't have it anywhere else whether you're listening from canada or mexico or new york or egypt it doesn't matter we are here for we are a listening ear for anybody who needs it and this episode is yes to get you guys like closer to us and understand our stories, but it's also to like show you that we're just like everybody else. Like obviously we're not like famous or anything, but like you're not alone. Like like all the things, anything that I'm not gonna say anything that you go through, somebody else has gone through because I don't know that. But anything that you're going through, you can always, always, always reach out to somebody for help. Help is yeah. always out there. Any it, and there are so many different places to look for it, professional or not. Yeah. That crazy aunt that like just did shrooms for forty years of her life. Like she's probably got some good. Probably got some wisdom in there, you know. 
Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, don't don't take this episode as us shitting on hookup culture because that's not what it is. And I'm glad I'm glad that Chris brought that up because I am happy for the experiences that I had when I did my hookups. I I you know, I kind of like before you get into like a serious relationship, I suggest that you kind of like sow your wild oats, like see what's out there because once you settle down with someone, if that's what you want to do, then, you know, you don't really get to experience that stuff anymore. So I say, get your wild side out there. Go out and experience all that the world has to offer. I sound like some wise old owl or some, like, <laughs> some black aunt trying to be like, yeah, go out there and do your thing. But that's really what it is. Like, just go live your life and don't give a fuck who's watching, honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Stole my fucking line. line. But like, sorry. <laughs> I just talk a lot. I'm very passionate about this. Oh no, I, just... I was I was talking to Logan. Oh. oh. <laughs> when I said not for the podcast. No, when you started saying absolutely. Oh. <laughs> <That> rip. <laughs> I was saying it. Sorry. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Your favorite. Oh, boy. I was gonna say I kind of want to like show you guys this one guy. Oh, is it the guy that you're talking to? No, no, it's. This is after the podcast. Let's finish up the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So my song recommendation for this episode is going to be "Person in the Mirror" by Nathan Apollo, and his first name is N A E T H A N, and then Apollo like the god. Um. Okay. This song, I already mentioned earlier in the episode that I have a false sense of confidence, and this does not help. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of the lines is literally, it's like one of the first lines. It's like, the person in the mirror looking like they want to fuck me, you know? Like, it's just hyping him up big time, and it just, I don't know. I really like this guy. He has a very different voice very different he's come out with a few other songs this has been my favorite so far though it's just it's almost rap it's on the edge of rap but like i don't know his voice is the thing that, that that's most different he just has a very different voice so i highly highly recommend you go check it out check out his other songs um absolutely um okay so my song it's probably a little influenced because i um, had a couple of years, but um, it's uh, called 26 by Oh god, that's such a good song. Um, and by basically who? the song by Love. L-A-U-V. Yeah. Um, and basically I mean the song is just about like <laughs> being 26 or like mid-20s and like I'm not even mid-20s, so I don't know how I can relate so hard, but I feel like I can. <laughs> it basically, like, the whole song is, like, a self-reflection of, like, him wondering if, like, his whole life he's just been putting himself down, or if it's been the things that have happened to him in his life that have made him be like that, or if, like, they're just things that put him down. Um, and. But, like, the vibe of the song is, like, kind of bouncy, and, like, I love love, and 
I will adore every song that he ever comes out with because, like, I can always relate to it. Um, but yeah, that's what basically what the song is about. You should go check it out. It's really good. Um, it like kind of makes you tear up because it's like almost makes you feel nostalgic because you're like kind of remembering trauma, but like also remembering your childhood and like all that fun stuff. So check out the song. It's delicious, and check out all of Love's other music because it's so good. It is awesome yeah okay i guess i'll bring up the ria um the song that i'm gonna recommend today uh is ghost by justin bieber <gasps> i love and that song i i'm about to start crying i started hearing this song a lot on the radio um like right before my grandpa passed away so it kind of holds a special place in my heart just because the message of the song is like um like even though you're not here like the memory of you is what matters and like that's what we'll cherish you know sorry i'm getting emotional um but that's why i like the song so much because it just it reminds me that, like, it's sad that he's gone, but I still have the good memories, and I still have all of the, all of the, you know, I still have, like, his spirit with me, you know, like, I know he's watching over me, so that's kind of what it reminds me of, so it makes me emotional and cry every time I fucking listen to it or think about it, but it's a very, very good song. And it touched my heart. So if you're going through a rough time, this might be a good song to listen to if you need to just like cry for a minute because it'll make you cry if you're going through a hard time. Bet. But it's a really, Always it's a beautifully put together song and the lyrics just, oof. he, listen, I know Justin Bieber is kind of like a shadow artist and he's kind of like a meme. But this song, you can tell that he put, like, real emotion and real, like, feelings behind it. Because no fucking way would Justin Bieber make me cry (laughs) if he did it, okay? Like, when I was 13, I would cry to one less lonely girl, but this is different than that. This is different. This is a serious cry. (laughs) It's like a John Bellion cry. Yeah, but it's a good, it's a really good song, and I think everyone should listen to it, because it, it needs so much more recognition than it's gotten, because, oh my. If you, and even if you don't like Justin Bieber as an artist, the lyrics itself are just out of this world. Like, I can't even put into words how much it means to me when I listen to this song. So. Hell yeah. Go listen to it. Even if you hate Justin Bieber, give it a try. (laughs) <laughs> when I heard it. But yeah, I that's the end of song recommendation. Sorry to end it on such a sad note. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's honest and it's open. Also, we're going mm-hmm. to listen to all three of our songs actually after this. Well, all right, everyone. I think that just about wraps up our hookup culture episode. Go ahead and tell us what you thought of it. Yeah, and you can do that by emailing us at theminorities at gmail.com. That's T-E-A-S. Um, you can also follow us wherever you're listening to us on. So that could be Spotify, Apple Music, 
Pandora, Podbean, Pandora, uh, Podbean, all the places where you get your favorite sounds funneled directly into your ears. You can find us and you can follow us on. Yeah, you can also follow us on Instagram and keep up with us there. Um, we're at the minorities, just like the Gmail, T-E-A-S. Uh, don't forget to give us a like, share the episode, let everyone know what you think about it, and let us know what you think. We love to hear comments from you guys. We're still waiting for people to hit us up in the emails and the Instagram. So interact with us. We'd love to hear from you guys. We are dying for the interaction. We love talking to you guys. But yeah, so I think that about wraps up our episode today. It was fun. I liked it. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.